0: Hi, I'm Tim Tuffo. This is an Orange and Blue Thing podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 12 of an orange and blue thing. My name is Brian Ernie. That is Darren Meenan. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Back on Thursday night, it feels good after one week away. Yeah,
1: it feels like forever, man. I'm, I missed you.
0: I really did miss you guys. I was like, I have meanin withdrawal. I need to, <laughs> I need to get my, get my uh, fix here. Uh, before we get into the action-packed show we have for you tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's take care of some housekeeping. If you're watching on Facebook Live, thank you very much. Please hit like, share. Whatever, laugh, whatever the those fucking faces are. Do whatever you got to do to help us spread the word about the show. If you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud later, thank you for downloading the show. Rate and subscribe. We saw an, a lot of nice ratings for us on the iTunes store this past week. So thank you, guys. We appreciate it. It helps us climb those charts. So thank you very much. Um, it's cold. It's terrible. It's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, and it's almost spring. So I'm pissed off that I'm cold. I'm pissed off for a bunch of reasons, but we'll get to that. But... You are back, my friend. Yeah, thank How God. does it feel?
1: You know what it is? It was my seventh spring training trip. It never disappoints, but mm-hmm. I feel like every time I go down, it's a little bit less and less as far as the time is concerned. The first year was like two two weeks. Yeah, and every year is getting less and less. But you know what it is? Like I was talking to someone about it today. They were like, "Hey, I have a spring training. I'm like, "I love going down there, but um, after a few days, it kind of becomes monotonous. You know, it's the same thing every day. Sure, sure. So you know, the games don't technically count. You go down there and watch the starters. Hopefully, they they pitch and play well. And if they don't you take it with a grain of salt and hopefully you just chalk it up to practice. You know what I mean?
0: Well, when we get Oh,
1: before, dude, we didn't even cheers.
0: Ah, man.
1: And I said, "Dude, so dude. if you're sitting at home and yeah. you're enjoying a cocktail with us, cheers to you. Uh, enjoy your, your pick family.
0: a pick a drinking game word for us tonight and uh and drink along with us when we say it." This um, is good,
1: man. He brought beer over la- like two episodes ago. Yeah and i didn't drink it until tonight it's been uh, chilling in the fr- in the fridge for a couple of weeks but thanks for bringing the beer
0: yeah man absolutely no problem
1: someone last night did you see the tweet last night this guy was saying asking what we drink at the show yes and i said uh, no free plugs until someone wants to put some spare change in our pocket that's so. it
0: man we do this for the money i'm a mercenary <laughs> i'm only here because i'm getting no I'm... <laughs> but uh yeah no absolutely and and i think all of our sponsors would like to know that everybody loves us so much we have been they getting some sponsorship
1: us. requests and yeah but it's nothing quite right no yet. yeah we're we we, we We want to... Have a sponsor for a product that we actually support. So, yeah. when that comes along, you guys will be the first to know about it. So, yeah, anyway, so big show this week. We were, we're giving out spring training awards. And basically, I, when I say weeds, I'm giving out spring yeah. training awards. Um, yeah, if you
0: don't win anything, don't be mad at me because I wasn't there. So, I don't know. So, you know what? I'm not mad there him. for a
1: lot of it either. Kelly and the baby came with me as well, uh, came down with me. So, uh, I wasn't witness to everything that happened during spring training. So, it might, might be a good thing. It might be a little biased as far as who's going to win these awards. But I think it's just something fun to add to the show, and yeah. and you know what, Bauer actually commented he's excited and also frightened about the awards.
0: I don't think he should be <laughs> frightened because we are about to embark on the summer of Bauer.
1: Well, that's what I heard. I saw the hashtags yeah, flying around. So, yeah, so, Bauer, we talk about him all the time. He's the yeah. one that buys all the shots. So
0: Yeah. Bauer, did you see? He, like, tagged us in a. I just have to, before we move on, I just have to. He tagged us in this post, like, you know, Brian, Darren, like. Breaking my chops. Yeah, come on, man. Like, uh, at the same time, you know, I know it's funny, but like. Uh, Listen, if we weren't talking about him. We,
1: Means we wouldn't like them. We, yeah.
0: we love Bauer. Who doesn't like Bauer? Exactly, and we don't actually expect you to buy shots, except for the games at City Field, in which case all bets <laughs> are off, and, and then you know shots all around. On yeah, Bauer. totally. So what's going on this week? Have you been watching the WBC? Did you? Have you? I caught tried up? watching last night. You know, having a two year old. I know the nine o'clock starts. Yeah. You know, I feel like such an old man now. No, um, but it's true, and but it's crappy because there's no. Crowd there anyway. You know in it's San weird Diego. too. Like
1: that's another thing I was going to bring up. The you know you have potential to see some all star players yeah. at, and you know and uh, even if you like you don't really care much about the WBC. Like if I lived in San Diego, I'd be there. Right. Um, I'm surprised that those stadiums aren't packed out.
0: I think it honestly maybe boils. for the final. Yeah, I guess. Are ticket
1: prices expensive? I don't know. Anything I don't think about so.
0: It. I don't think so. It's it's kind of a bummer because in San Diego, you would think it's like a big military town. Might be a good turnout for the USA. I kind of can't blame the people. I guess. I mean,
1: ballpark's beautiful. The yeah. surrounding areas is, is is beautiful. Like, I loved San Diego. I'm surprised it's not um, more well attended than it already is. But the um, the thing I was thinking about last night. I think I brought this up a couple years ago, way before the show, or you know, you and I even decided to start sitting down and talking about baseball. But mm-hmm. why don't they hold the WBC after the season? Well. I mean, technically, you know, it's cold. They can't, they can't play in the same atmosphere. Maybe right. they have to be all southern places or, you know, warmer climates or domes.
0: Well, they have to do that anyway. Well... Now this time of year, yeah. Yeah, that's true. why it's in San Diego. No, that's true. Uh, I'm just shading. thinking,
1: you know, if they did it after the season, there wouldn't be as many restrictions on the players getting eh. hurt. Like, you know, you brought up when we were talking earlier in the week about uh, the Mets weren't too happy about Familias, yeah. uh, how usage, much he's been pitching. or right. And Gerardi's being the same way with his Yankee guys. Yeah. So, um you know what do you think? Why can't it be in the winter?
0: Well, it's funny. My grandfather and I were having this exact same conversation on the way to the show tonight. We were—I was I called him on the phone, and we were talking about the exact same thing. And I, they went through all this before 06 because I think they figured it's hard for guys who are going to play in it, especially if they didn't make the postseason, to shut it down in the end of September, beginning of October, and then rev it back up. And crank it back up in the middle of November. I know some of the guys do, and they do that um, like kind of barnstorming tour through Japan. But I mean, that's just for exhibition. The guys care about this. The guys who play in it, they care. Especially it makes
1: me nervous though with my guys. Like if my guy was in there getting you know busting his ass to win oh, these sure. games, and then you know a real games start in less than three weeks now. It's,
0: Dude, it's, look at Reyes. I mean, like he's taking it for serious. Like he wants that to win. Makes me nervous,
1: you know. And like other guys that may be fighting for a spot to be on the team mm-hmm. to not be with their team in spring training like is a little weird to me.
0: Like Nimo, and he got hurt too. So yeah, it's like, yeah. but you know, you look at it, and there's a drawback to everything. I saw one suggestion from one of the national guys this week that was play the first two rounds now and then save the semis in the finals until the all-star break and maybe just like don't do an all-star it's game it's too far away it's, you got to keep it consistent it's too close. hard they landed on this because it's the lesser of all evils i think and it does work let's face it, if the usa get, gets in the finals i think they're going to do big ratings i think people will care um and it's been a great tournament so far i've caught a lot of the early stuff because like you're saying we're dads and you know, my son's up early, so a lot of times I'll have, like, the Japan pool on, you know, the the pool. I saw a lot of the Israel games. I saw a lot of the Japanese and the Cuban games. Um, Last I Saturday just, night, we were watching at Duffy's. Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, I, I technically don't really care about it. I was watching Supercross. I was the only guy in the whole bar <laughs> watching Supercross. I actually had them change the channel. And um, the other side of the bar were all Mets minor leaguers cheering on. I can't remember what team it was. But we were doing, like, the East Char- Like I don't know. You know, everyone that was with me were watching the game, and we would like do he struck him out, and they weren't too happy about it. They weren't cheering for the for the team. But I gotta
0: say, I love it was cool. I love how into it the players are. I love the showboating. I love the passion. Like I grew up on the unwritten rules of baseball, and I was like a very traditional baseball fan as a kid, which is strange because normally it goes the other way. But I would love to see some of this passion. Like Adam Jones hits a home run last night. He's just like. Fired up and going crazy. Good. Like, that's good for the game. That's good for, uh, you want to talk about appealing to a young demographic. Forget about shaving minutes off the game. Let the players be personalities, market themselves. So, I've, I've been loving the WBC. Um, I've been loving it, Mike. I've, I've been absolutely <laughs> watching the whole thing. And, uh, you know what's I love crazy it. looking
1: so, over your shoulder right now. What? Like, we're in my basement, but this is our first time doing a show where it's still, Light
0: out. Yeah, I know. Other than shout to Shout uh, out to uh, daylight, daylight Savings. savings yeah, oh, and by the way, stop writing EST. It is not <laughs> EST anymore. That's Eastern Standard Time, as in not Daylight Saving Time. It drives me absolutely insane. People who follow me on Twitter, you know, shout out to you guys because you know how crazy it drives me. Uh, stop writing EST. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we're gonna get to our post of the week here, and uh, if you're if you're here for the orange and blue thing awards, uh, sit tight. We're gonna get to those soon. They're really fun, and uh, like Brian said earlier, if you're watching this live on Facebook, it really helps the show out if you can like this and share it and tell your friends how awesome it is. Um, it really helps us, and uh, we're just trying to make the show better each week. And the, the higher numbers we have the better their guests will get, and the, the cooler things that we could do with the show. We yeah. we, we kind of spoke about the, uh, the Seven Line Army Bachelorette, so that's something we want to pull off soon. So the better the show is, the better it'll get. So thank you guys for everything. So moving along to the post of the week.
0: Yeah, so this is my post of the week. Uh, if you're listening later, it is from the official Mets account at Mets. And it is a preview concept art of something they announced earlier in the week, which is really cool. The Mets are partnering with Marvel, um, and they are letting them use the Thor likeness for uh, Noah Syndergaard's bobblehead this uh, year. I mean, and this is and it's an, outing, an day. outing day. So on July 22nd, We are going to be in the house. It's against the A's, I believe.
1: But they give out fifteen thousand of them.
0: There's, uh, you're going to have to be online. I don't
1: necessarily care about this. I think it's really cool. So I'd rather tailgate than get a bobblehead. I agree. But I think it's really cool that they teamed up on this. Like as from a T-shirt standpoint, we can't do anything that's like Thor related, even if you don't, even if you don't write Thor. Right. Like if you can't do a hammer and lightning bolts without. A, a, an agreement with marvel you just can't yeah. do it which so is which is disney now so that's the, even the bigger. reason why this is such a big deal you know this yeah. is really cool and especially if you're if you're cinder fan and you're a thor fan or a marvel fan or whatever this is this is the bobblehead head for you this
0: is it's so cool like i'm not even a big superhero guy and I, I think it is so cool i think it's so brilliant on marvel's part and on disney's part to recognize that this guy is a rising star and to embrace this as opposed to being uh, intellectual property idiots. So, this is really cool. I'm pumped up about it. Um, as a, I was an action figure kid, so this kind of like harkens back to the day of that. So, very, very cool. Very excited for this. I know a lot of people are going to geek out about this.
1: I know it's, a, I know it's just a mock up, but if you look at the photo, if you're listening to this afterward, just search on Twitter or whatever. Um, the head is not big, and usually bobbleheads are. So, I know it's just a mock up, but I hope they like kind of take the bobblehead idea. Yeah. Um, and. Adapted to this mock-up.
0: it looks like um, a McFarlane figure. You remember those, the figures that were? Um, have you ever seen McFarland? I don't think so. I mean, they really have a cool. starting
1: lineup guy on the on the yeah, table it's, here. It's like so. This next... is like a regular, to, you know, not to scale, right. but like uh, all proportioned. And if you look at the other bobbleheads on the table here, they're a lot bigger. So hopefully they they go Except that for route. Mr. Met, which is this is to Mr. Scale. Met. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. I think it's really cool, and it's it's not like they even need. The extra promotion for this, this is going to be an instant sellout. I think. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. If the game's not already sold out, I mean, it's it's probably gonna it's probably gonna happen. They should
0: know. they should make a lot more of these and make a lot of money on them because. <laughs> you know what's weird? Have you ever
1: noticed at um, at the games when it's when it's a giveaway day. Mm-hmm. There are people standing at the top of the steps mm-hmm. with, like, big bags. Like, you know those big bags you go to, like, um, like uh, Ikea, those yeah. big blue bags? People will stand at the top of the, um, the escalator trying to buy them off you before you get through it. It's so weird. It's it's odd, but, you know, they're doing it just because they want to sell it, obviously. Yeah, so, I guess,
0: but I don't know. I, I There's there's easy, easier ways to make a dollar out there. Yeah, I know.
1: But, you know, it, it is what it is. So uh, moving along to my... Post of the week, which is actually a little bit of a scary one, to be honest.
0: Kind of of a bummer.
1: Yeah. So Tebow has a stalker, and she got arrested last week at Tradition Field. So I guess the story was she was poking around a few days prior asking a bunch of people, like, hey, where's Tebow? And, And talking to security guards and, like, trying to get access to wherever Tebow is. And I guess a security guard asked her for her ID, and the back of the ID had, like, a sticker that said, like, something slash Tebow. Like I love T Te- Something weird on the back of the idea, which is obviously a red flag. So um they basically told the lady like leave the stadium and almost like leave the County.
0: Don't come back. And she did. So <laughs> she, she did, got- he did so say he wise for you did. to leave like St. Lucie County. So, I'm but this honest. is,
1: you know, not, not even just to bring up like how crazy this is. It's just a real reality that down at spring training that you have so much access to the players. And okay. it's a scary thing to think that someone that is obsessed with a player can get this close um, and this is a post up on the screen here from the TC Palm. It's a, it's a division of the USA today network. And the, they interviewed a couple people and they actually asked like Granderson, you know, um, has it ever dawned on you that how close you are? And there, there are parts of the field where you do run from field to field and you have to pass player like oh, you right by yeah, like inches away from fans. It's a scary thing. Um, so uh, obviously she was arrested, but I didn't know about this till the outing and someone was making a joke like, they have like a cup, and they said, like, yeah. "Hey, you want to donate to the, uh, the to bail. the to the bail?" Yeah, and you know, it's funny to make a joke about it. Well, actually, it's not funny, but um, it's
0: it's uh, well. At the same time, it is. I was abusing. thinking, you know, I did think for a second that right. this would be great content for
1: booth thing Let's go bail her out and of- film it. But <sighs> oh, I'm yes. sure the Mets wouldn't be happy about that. But yeah,
0: uh, you know, in in fairness, I'm sure there's uh, I, there's got to be like a, a mental health issue there, and and in which case, like uh, we, we feel for the woman, and that and it it is a shame. But like it does actually bring to light. Um, like you said, how intimate spring training is with these players. So it, it, it's a wacky situation.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's scary. It's a scary thing. Yeah. You may, do you remember yeah. a couple of years ago, there was an issue about City Field, and a guy on Twitter
0: wrote something like, uh, like a Turner bomb threat with like Turner that. and yeah. Roush, and then he got arrested, and yeah. he was like
1: banned from the stadium for life. I can't remember that guy's that guy, name. But-
0: yeah, he was a... He used Dirt to get
1: on, He used on, to go in on the seven line and, and me all the, the seven time. Seven line,
0: me, Matt Sarone, yeah. Adam Rubin, so anybody, 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 and everybody. And
1: It, it ended up when they finally Tana, posted his photo. Tana. Oh yeah. yeah. We don't want yeah. to say his name. Well, give well you too. guys
0: know if you're on Twitter, you you remember that. Yeah. The guy looks like out of he's out of the Wyatt family.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's a scary thing. Um, you know, and Tebow basically said, you know, he prays for her and, and hopefully, you know, she gets the help she needs. So yeah. Scary thing down there at spring training, but you know,
0: it is what it is. It is what it is. A wise man once said, <laughs> "It is what it is." All right, so let's go to my follow of the week. Which, um, if you're not following this guy, you should be. It's at, excuse me, at sportslogos. Right, at sportslogos.
1: Sportslogos.net. Logos
0: okay, that is the um, name of his site: sportslogos.net. His name is Chris Creamer, And if you are interested in the aesthetics of sports, which most people say they're not most, I always get this. Whenever I talk uniforms or something with somebody or logos, people go, I don't care if they're in polka dots as long as they win a world series. You do care <laughs> because it's the most visual representation of, of a and team. You want to support brand. your team and buy a Jersey. And you know, that's like... what you root for. Anyway, you root for the, the Jersey. Nice not choice the, tonight, by the way. Thank you. You like this? Yes. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm waiting for my next year's, which I know are soon. on, on, the, on their way soon. Um, but anyway, uh, so this is Chris Creamer, great guy. Um, he is based in Canada, so he is a big Toronto sports fan. He's a big Leafs fan. He's a big Toronto Blue Jays fan. We uh, in 2015, I said to him before the playoffs, "Yo, man, if it's Mets Blue Jays, which it almost was in the World Series, we got to go together." He's a great guy. Um, we were actually talking; he might get a Blue Jays uh, tattoo. So we were like laying stuff out, showing him mine and all that stuff. So very good guy. Unless you're getting a new one soon. I am getting a new one soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both getting matching tattoos. Don't but. don't comment, Mom. I don't want to hear it. So and, is Shu. And uh, yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> so it's very very cool. A uh, great guy. Um, he gives you uh, like just like Paul Lucas at UniWatch. He's going to give you the latest on uh, sports uh, uniform news, and also he does a really cool feature that some people will like but it might hurt you a little bit. He always releases a Phantom Champions post right after a World Series or Super Bowl or whatever is over. So you can actually go back on his blog and see what the Mets World Championship merchandise would have actually looked like. He so has, he somehow knows a leak? They they have He has sources all over the merchandising and, and the leagues and the teams and all that stuff, and he always gets advanced copies. And he'll always do a Phantom Champions post. So there is a whole Phantom Champions 2015 World Champions Mets post, which I, I remember the a- Check it Stay. out. I think you sent it to me. You, like yeah. you look uh, at it, and you're like, man, like, what could have been? Uh, and how much money I would have spent. So maybe and I send you my ideas too. So you uh, actually like um, I've seen a lot. You I, know, with the I, licensing, I've you seen know, some things. People
1: think think it's a jinx, but you have to be ready. You if, have if to. You yeah. design your World Series championship yeah. T-shirt after they win the World Series. You'll be a month late by the time you print them and ship them and sell them. So most definitely, you got to design that stuff in like August. Yeah, I mean, you got to be ahead of the curve. You so, have to, yeah. And uh, you brought up the aesthetics of baseball. What, what was the name of the guy that redesigned the White Sox
0: tickets? Todd Random. Awesome. Yeah, Todd is a um, a guy who's done a lot of work. So uh, I
1: guess a co-follower of the week if you want to check him out.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's fantastic. He's designed a lot of um, logos that you've seen in Major League Baseball. And definitely check him out on Twitter. He just did a series, a ticket series for the uh, White Sox season tickets this year. And Darren sent it to me, uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, man, Todd's awesome." So you got to check him out too. In his bio, it said native New Yorker. So I actually replied to him like, "Hey, any chance you're a Mets fan?" It
1: would have been cool to work with him. And he says, "Unfortunately, he's a Red Sox fan." Native New Yorker and he's a Red Sox fan. So uh, you know, you win some, you lose some there. But I checked out his work. I I wasn't familiar with it until yesterday. So that's really cool. I think the Darren Ravel. Posted something about it and he said, You know, in an era where people are kind of going paperless, the White Sox are going the opposite way. Uh And by
0: adding each piece of ticket is like uh, a piece of art now. Well, look at how many people remarked about what the seven-line tickets. A lot of people have gotten their seven-line tickets, and instead they usually just printed out the regular game day tickets. Yeah, we got the season tickets. tickets Yeah, and we got the season tickets with the pictures of the players, and it makes such a big difference. Like It it does. It's the experience of getting the box coming to your house, and you track the FedEx package all the way home, and then you open it and you get this paper ticket, and like a lot of people really like that. It's a a tactile experience, right? You know what's funny? How many people
1: are in our section?
0: You know? Eight hundred well no, no no, how many th- season ticket holders? Eight hundred and oh no, no, I'm sorry. It's five hundred and I want to say thirty nine.
1: Five hundred and fifty
0: two. That's pretty close. That was... I didn't get my tickets yet. Oh really? Everyone got theirs. Why?
1: <laughs> they had their our old warehouse address. Oh really? <laughs> so I get back from spring training, I'm like Lizzie, where are the tickets? Yeah. She's like, I don't know. They're not here. So I checked the tracking a couple of nights ago, and it was the right address, but the wrong town. That's funny. So I emailed them mass. they said they're going to be here tomorrow, I guess. But uh, it's funny. Like, everyone's getting their tickets. Yeah, you right. know, I'm organizing this shit. I don't even have a copy. Like <laughs> That's funny. Can like, I get Lizzie's it?
0: telling everybody, like, check their junk mail and do this <laughs> yeah. and all that. It's like, I'm telling you they're on their way. And then she doesn't even yeah.
1: So we're going to get to my father week. For those of you who don't know, the whole basis of the Seven Line is based around BMX. And a good chunk of my life... Is basically owned to BMX and BMX riding, and the, the way that a lot of the BMX companies conduct their business on a day to day basis is exactly the way that I wanted to start the Seven Line. So, shout out to FBM, it's FBM BMX on Twitter, and I think on Instagram it's FBM BMX uh, Bikes or something like that. But they're from upstate New York, and the, the whole idea behind the Seven Line was let's do it ourselves. Learn what we need to learn to further the t-shirt business. And then the, the Seven Line Army just spawned a few few years after that. But yeah. we wanted to grab the bull by the horns, do everything ourselves, do everything in-house or as much as we can in-house. And that's exactly what these guys do. So FBM is owned by a guy named Steve Crandall, who is definitely an inspiration to me. And you know, I wrote down a couple guys here. This is not going to mean anything to have the people watching this, but just shout out to these guys in no particular order. Steve Crandall, Rob Morales... Chris Moeller, Taj Mihalic, Joe Rich, Ralph Sinisi, Matt Hoffman, Jay Miron, Enos Colombo, and Ron Bonner, Bob Harrow, and Rick malaterno All those guys changed BMX because they were BMX riders, and the industry started to suck. Corporations were taking over. The the surge of the 80s BMX was dying, and in the 90s, all these top pro riders were like, you know what? We're going to start our own companies, build the bikes ourselves, market it ourselves, and sell them ourselves, and that turned the page on BMX until rider owned and skateboarding does it. BMX does it. And, and now baseball does it. So when I started making t-shirts, I was like, you know what? Baseball fans are the only place you could buy stuff at the time was models or, you know, websites or whatever. You know, online shopping wasn't as popular in 2009 as it is today. So I was like, you know what? What if I print shirts on my own, bring them to games and try to spread the word that way and educate the fans that I'm doing this myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, they might like it because I'm a Mets fan and they're a Mets fan. So shout out to BMX. If it wasn't for BMX and riding bikes, I would not be here today. You wouldn't be here sitting with me. We wouldn't be doing the show. And the hundreds of people watching this live wouldn't be watching it. So
0: the hundreds
1: we all have BMX to thank for orange and blue thing, the seven line, and all this stuff that happened. So I don't know I love- if any of these guys are going to watch this, but shout out to you guys for I changing actually, my life.
0: I actually love hearing about the backdrop of this because I think it's so interesting to see. I was just saying on the, on the way here that like you're just a killer marketer and a, a, a just like. You know how to sell the product. You know how to sell yourself because it, it comes from somewhere genuine. So I, I love hearing the background because you know me. Like I wouldn't know uh, – I, I like when you say to me about wrestling, like I have no idea what you're talking about. Like BMX, you might as well be talking Chinese to me. I'm like, uh, okay. But it's, so re- it's really interesting to see uh, – how it's gone. So like I have no vested interest in it and it's really, it's really interesting to see the backdrop of, of how this all came to be.
1: What's cool about it too, is the, um, when we started filming the the sports illustrated thing, which is in actually two day 48 hours from right now, we'll be at Mulcahy's, um, about to watch the sports illustrated documentary on the seven line. If you haven't picked up tickets yet, go to mulls.com, M U L S. Dot com. They're only 40 bucks to get in. It's a three hour open bar buffet dinner included, get to watch the film before anybody else. So it's really, really great deal. But they thought that that was a good part of the story, like an important part of the story. So they actually filmed Shoemaker and myself and Keith Tara riding BMX. So it's a a part of the story, and and I'm glad that they wanted to document that. So while it is about baseball, the group is about baseball, it actually started because of bikes, which is crazy. It's cool. So yeah, shout out to BMX, and shout out to all those guys that that changed the world with uh, the BMX world, uh, at least,
0: you know? Very cool. So if you want to... It's time. It's time. Spring Training Awards. I feel like there should be some kind of big buildup. Like,
1: I wish we had like um.
0: We should have worn, t- worn tuxes. <laughs> <laughs> Come
1: on. All right. We got my evening wear on now. Okay. Backwards hat. We
0: should have gone with the old uh, tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I know. Seven. So them out from, from
1: the throwback t-shirt. Oh, but my goodness. The Orange and Blue Things Spring Training Awards are brought to you by Brian and I. Yes. <laughs> Drunk uh, in the basement. Well, let's cheers again.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. Here we go. Darren knocked over the light, by the way, before we went on. I don't know if any of you guys watch. We were on uh,
1: Instagram Live trying to pump up the show a little bit, and everyone thought I was drunk. I didn't even start drinking until the show went, you know, until the show started, but I'm knocking lights over, knocking microphones over. She was
0: thinking I'm drunk already. So here we go. We've been hyping this all week on social media, okay? So without further ado, it is time for the inaugural Orange and Blue Thing Spring Training Awards. Now, I'm going to have to lean on Darren here because, as you know, I was not in attendance. So if you're mad about not winning something, that's the guy to complain to. However, we feel like every awesome night out with a bunch of your friends, there are always those who kind of make the highlight real. So oh, to speak. Yeah. And like, and we feel like a seven line outing is the exact same way. It's like a big night out with a lot of your friends. And that's what we're honoring with these awards the people who kind of made the highlight reel. So my re- highlight reel. I wasn't there for everything. Darren's highlight reel. Okay. So th- with that being said, I think it's a good representation of what went on. I wasn't there and I feel like I was there a little bit after <laughs> kind of working on this for a little while. So let's get right to them. Let's give a little love to the very best of the Seven Lines 2017 Spring Training Outing. So, our first category is the best babysitter. Now, what does that mean? Well, we've all been there. (laughs) Everyone's out having a good time when one of your friends goes nuclear, all right? There's always going to be that guy who's... Ready to throw down with someone at the bar or that girl who's kind of like in the stall, needs her hair held back. (laughs) And you need to count on the babysitter. All right. So, unlike a nanny who watches the children, this babysitter is always there to watch over their drunk ass friends. She's a he or she can be a he too. He's a drama moderator, an ear to listen, an advice giver. So, the babysitter does it all. All right. So, this year's Orange and Blue Thing Spring Training Best Babysitter is. Becca. Oh, <laughs> Becca gets the award. I all think right. that was kind of a given. What, what did she – I want to hear about
1: I'm it. not going to give out the – you know what it is? Like people are writing in the comments like, oh, man, I'm nervous. I'm not here to air out everyone's dirty laundry on but, but a live she, show. But did she check all the boxes She did. Here? She does. She goes above and beyond. Um, you know, Becca seems to always be a nice moderator when things might be going awry. Wow. So um, I hear- on more than one occasion, my room overlooked the front – of the building. Mm-hmm. So on more than one occasion, I would see Becca sitting out there with someone like oh, hand boy. on the shoulder, like talking about something <laughs> that was going on. And there was a little bit of drama after the game on Saturday. Oh, by the way, we didn't do the slip and slide. That's okay. So we we wanted to do the slip and slide. And so
0: the hotel wasn't.
1: No, 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 there? no. We were gonna do the slip and slide after the game on Saturday. Friday we ran out of time. We had the mixer that night. So I bring the slip and slides in, go upstairs to get changed, come back down, and everyone's like <sighs> You're not going to believe what happened.
0: Uh-huh. So we're not going to talk about what happened live on the show. But something happened, and Becca was an <laughs> integral part. In so when two guys fight,
1: what's it usually about?
0: It's got to be a woman. Yep, it's girl be- problems,
1: girl problems. But thanks to Becca, diffuse the situation. Mm-hmm. Hand on the shoulder. She's and she, there, and she uh, she's a good babysitter. So thanks, Becca, for
0: uh, for congratulations, uh, <laughs> Becca, for being. And, and next year, you all have something to aspire to. No, but you know what? Next year, they owe her now. I think they do. So you know who you are. You owe Becca next year. Yes, I agree. All right, let's get to the next one. All right, one of the big drawbacks of all the trappings of spring training, the gorgeous weather, you're sitting out at a baseball game for five to six hours, all of it. The big problem with that is our pale northeastern asses are not ready for this shit yet, all right? They're not ready for summer sun exposure. And all you have to do is look around this crew. And I'm not saying there are people who don't get a lot of natural daylight, but (laughs) I don't think anybody's auditioning for a banana boat ad is what I'm I'm saying. I'm guilty, man. All right. I mean, yeah, we both have a little Irish in us, so, you know, no judgment. But that being said, plenty of people get scorched out at spring training. It happens. I've been there too. But no one did it better than this person right here. So the best, actual worst, (laughs) sunburn of the 2017 spring training outing is... Big Dave, oh, Big
1: Dave, dude, you should have seen it. I should have taken a photo, but you know what's crazy? During the game, my phone stopped taking photos. It said you ran out of space. So, uh, Big Dave went to a game the day before in Orlando. I think on Friday or Thursday. Oh,
0: that's where I've gotten smoked. At, Never at took Disney. his
1: sunglasses off. You ever see that uh, Kenny Powers? Yeah, yeah. He looked just like Kenny Powers. <laughs> so he took his glasses off. He's like, dude, I was in the sun all day yesterday. I'm like, yeah, you look like it, man. You got to wear some SPF.
0: Well, Big Dave is. is I put a- on fifty. You have to, man. Yeah. I, you have to in that. I mean, in it's that. good
1: thing I got like the mud flap here in the back now, so it kind of covers the neck, but tops of your ears are important, oh, tops of yeah. your knees. And
0: you inevitably miss a spot and you get in the shower the next day and you're like, no, 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 not <laughs> there. But we
1: got to give a um, – a uh, honorable mention to Matt Pulaski's
0: shoulders. Oh, and no, the shoulders, are the dude. Worst. I,
1: I, on one of the live feeds, I actually walked up to him, and you know when, like you, you do like the finger yeah, test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad, uh, really bad. And I saw him in post on Facebook today. He's like, "Is it a really bad burn or the beginning of a tan?" So it's still bad. It'd all be, like, right, a
0: week later. Well, Matt, Dave, that's your one sunburn of the year. Remember, I'm your dermatologist now. Okay, <laughs> which apparently I'm licensed to do. And it's because I've been drinking, so that is your one sunburn, and now you have to <laughs> lather up that sunscreen. I know Dave's a big fan of the president, but you don't want to get that orange, man. That's not. That's <laughs> not. That's not a. That's not a good look. Anyway, all right. So this next one is our rookie of the year. Now you may have never have done spring training. You may have never just done it with the seven line, but for the sake of this to be eligible for this award, this has to be your first spring training trip with the seven line. Because even if you've gone down there before, um, I can attest to this because I haven't been down there with you guys yet. I can imagine it's a whole nother experience. So, who made the most of their first trip? The 2017 spring training rookie of the year is
1: Justin Brubaca. Brubaca. Dude,
0: he's still there. He's still a- he had so much fun, he's not coming home. Dude, it's over a week.
1: He's in Key West now. He got his hair cornrowed yesterday. He's doing karaoke. Uh, this guy made the most of it. Remember, he actually sent us a question last week or last episode saying, what should I do at spring training? And we said like experience at all. And he freaking he did. did. He took that to heart. So Dude, during the um batting practice, which shout out to the St. Lucie Mets for letting us in early. Um, one of the Nationals players threw him a ball. Yeah. He couldn't have been more than four feet away and went right through his
0: head. Oh, my God. And, Justin, this is after the co-ed softball championship that you were very proud yeah, of. Yeah, no, of but, summer. I
1: mean, you know what? Shout out to – like, there's a bunch of people. And you know what it is, too? Like, we don't want this just to be about, like, our core crew that, like – You know, goes to dinner with us after the game. This guy, when do you think we met him?
0: No, I know. I know. We met him,
1: like, basically, the beginning of last season and the middle of last season. I, I actually, if you ever noticed last year, a couple days before the game, I was like, hey, I have a couple extra tickets. I bought four extra season tickets last year for family and friends, whatever. And it's just a pain in the ass to get rid of them. I didn't want to do legwork anymore, but this guy was coming to every game. Yeah, He was going to every game anyway, buying single-game tickets or yeah. going on the forum, which we always suggest is going on the forum. So at the at the, uh, mid-season meeting at McFadden's, I'm like, dude, do you want to just buy a season ticket right. from me right now for the rest of the season? And he jumped in. So like we've only known him for less than a year, yeah. but it's the kind of thing where we say it all the time. Come to a tailgate, come to the events, come to the bowling mixer and say, what's up, I'm Dan yeah. and I'm Brian. Cool, what's up? And then that's it.
0: I met Justin at a tailgate. So he, he, dude, he did it. I, I met I met Brew at a tailgate um, for the 86 game, for the 86 reunion. It's funny because you know, we met a couple of times before he remembered who I was. And then when we started the show, he's like – Oh shit! I just like connected all the pieces and da da da. Um, he's just like a good dude and like he loves being there and and it's the same thing. A lot of people, I actually experienced this myself because I felt like sometimes like oh the insiders might not like me or might not know. And then you just get to know everybody and everybody's cool. So there like, are no insiders. But that's what I mean. Like I think There's that's no barrier. Per- I think that's the perception from the outside. Sometimes say hello. Justin is proof positive. The rookie of the year. For spring training is proof positive. He's got to add it to his bio. That there is no, yeah, add it to your Twitter bio, Justin. There is no inside You know what? And shout out to Bauer. Anytime.
1: Bauer was, that, yep. it was his rookie year also. And also Omar. Omar, I saw him on the, at the game on Saturday. He's like, dude, I'm having the best day ever. This is so much fun. I can't believe I'm down here. Like, he was so pumped up. So, you know, uh, what's funny, last year they made Dylan. You know Dylan? Mm-hmm. Uh Dillweed, whatever you want to call him he had to wear the backpack of candy like the like the Barbie backpack like they used to do to the the Mets rookie pitchers yeah. but no one had to do that this year that I know
0: of but we no, should have had to do we that we should have had a we should have had a uh, a little uh, hazing yeah. it's not allowed <laughs> no 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 hazing no no like that like gentle hazing not like Metham High School hazing <laughs> alright anyway um, we're going to keep with the theme here alright because we have a double award winner so I'm going to kill a little bit of the suspense but We'll say this, you know, the seven line outings or we hope, you know, at this point, they're not all about drinking. Okay. It, but that being said, many of us are of age and we like an adult beverage or two or three or 10, but whatever, there are levels of drunkenness that, you know, like a lot of people are here. This person went to like here, <laughs> all the way up here off the screen. Um, this is the person who teetered with that blackout zone throughout the weekend. It's the second award he's going home with. This is (laughs) the drunkest of spring training goes to
1: Justin Brubaka.
0: Brubaca. I heard he had, (laughs) I heard he got the feels at the game. But, yeah, no, at the, at the mixer, he's like, dude, oh, the mixer, the best mixer, decision
1: right? My life. Like, so excited to just be part of the crew and it's fun. It's just a fun time. So yeah, he definitely, like we said last time when we spoke about it on the uh, voice memos of the last episode, we said, take the bull by the horns and run with it. And he absolutely did. So shout out to Brew. Um, I guess you don't have a name like Brew on your back for, for nothing. Like that's not his name. You, you know, it's his thing well, now. So I would hope brew isn't
0: his given name. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so yeah, last night I saw a photo of, um, he says he drank 22 rum buckets. That's, that's he, it's his own, Count, which in the in the maybe
1: over the span of like the week, but not in a day. I mean, I I don't know, man. Know it's funny when I posted the photo or the video of uh, the rum buckets on the on on the fence. I had to borrow a ca- someone else's phone because mine was full. But it was like three hundred and something. But I think the official count was like three hundred and fifty three rum buckets. So I tweet at Malibu. I'm like, hey, listen, we yeah, gotta come up co-branded. with like a co branded yeah. bucket next year. You know, we
0: should um, we should bring it to bring it to City Field. Get them convinced.
1: Yeah, I mean that would be cool. Um, but the uh, yeah, Justin. That you're still
0: there. Listen, detox. You got two weeks still. Yeah, it, man. You got three weeks still opening day, right? Drink some water, dude. Drink some water. All right, listen. You know, back in the day when all your friends would say, let's go bowling. And everyone would think, yeah, it's a fun thing where everybody would just suck and you'd all laugh at each other throwing gutter balls all night. Then all of a sudden, one of your buddies turns into like Big Earn McCracken from Kingpin, right? They're like gyrating with the hips and they got the spin going on. And there's always. A guy sandbagging or a girl, there's always a bowler in a group of buddies. It it always happens. And it was no different down at the Mixer at Duffy's, which is now going to be an annual thing, right? Oh, hell yeah. So That was fun. This is up for debate. Like If you think you can bring your game, you can unseat this guy from his 2017 award. But a Friday night Mixer at Duffy's, the 2017 Spring Training Outing Bowler of the Year is... Kevin Grief, Kevin Grief, dude,
1: he bowled like a two forty. I, you know, it was he, but he also brought his own ball. His own I was shoes. just gonna say that he bring he can his bowl own? like yeah. you know what it was he like. He have to be. He bowled a three hundred uh, for those watch, not, for those that don't know about bowling. Perfect game, perfect game. About a month ago, and he was wearing one of the old seven line uh, army outing t shirts. Oh, so okay. everyone was like tagging me in it, not knowing that I know him. Right, I'm like, holy shit, that's Kevin. But um, yeah, shout out to Kev, you killed it. I I can also bowl pretty well. Yeah, I didn't that night because I'm not gonna try to pack a ball with diapers and all yeah. this other shit I gotta yeah. bring to spring training. But um we actually talked about maybe starting something up on the island. Maybe next year doing like our own little bowling league. Cool. Um, if people yeah. that are watching this are interested, we'll talk about it later. My but. grandpa
0: used to take me bowling every Friday. It was cool. And uh, and he – of course, I don't know how this happened, but he decided that I was going to have my own bowl. But he gave me his old one from like the 70s and he got a new one. I don't know why that happened, you know. So my grandfather was bowling with this nice new bowl and a nice new bag and I'm bringing down like the, you know, those like – Brown, like with the that looked like a little suitcase with like yeah. a 16 pound black ball. that is
1: the way to go though. I roll. I throw, I roll, 16, yeah,
0: also. I, I throw 16, so uh, yeah, we so. should go bowl one
1: night, but yeah, yeah shout out to Kev. I mean, yeah. you know what we did? We all threw like five, ten bucks in a pot, and like the winner took all, so he won, obviously. Cool. Cool. But um, yeah, you know what it was? We had like eight people per lane, so we kind of got sidetracked between like when it was your turn and you had to bowl again, it was like 10, 15, 20 minutes later. Yeah, you but can't also, say in a rhythm. We, right? we don't want to move on to the next war without saying thanks to the guys for showing up, uh, the booth. Yeah. Um, Wayne, Gelbs. So, yeah. Wayne showed up, um, uh, Gelbs was to yeah. yeah. Like a bunch of guys popped in, uh, Jay Horowitz popped in. Yeah. It was so. cool. So I think, like, you know, for 15 bucks next year, which I hope it sells out, we'll just charge what they charged us, us which was $10. Um, we should be able to do it every year. Awesome. That would be very, really,
0: really cool. All right. So moving along, our next award. Listen, we know we give opposing players a lot of grief all year. We get it. And for the most part, for the most part, not looking at you, Brandon McCarthy. But for the most part, guys are really good about it, okay? A great example of that is uh, Royal Centerfielder Lorenzo Cain last year when the Royals were in last June. We were chanting like, two steps in, two steps in at him. He moved in and then he got beat over his head. Remember that?
1: That was Richie. Richie started yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And, uh, and he was cool about it. Even after he got beat over his head, he was just like, he was still like hanging his head, kind of like playing along with us. Yeah, he we, turned around,
1: gave like a little glove. We love
0: that. We love that. And, and shout out to Lorenzo Cain and the Royals fan, the good ones. You know that weren't giving us a hard time at the World Series, so that was fun. So we feel like it's only fitting that we hand out a good sport award to an opposing player because they're tasked with the unenviable task of playing right field with you psychos right behind (laughs) him, chanting stuff at him, which came through on TV, by the way. So the good sport award to the opposing player of the Washington Nationals goes to... Brian Goodwin. Mr. Brian Goodwin. He was a
1: really, really, really good sport. Yeah. No, we were doing like the whole like we were hoping that Harper was going to be out there because Harper course. has publicly said that he likes the group. He likes the seven line mm-hmm. army. He likes the atmosphere of the Mets fans giving him shit. And, um, we were hoping yeah, because we be actually go to the games, nationals <laughs> yeah. fans. Yeah. Like when Harper shit out on his own fan base, but, um, oh, yeah. Be, so Goodwin was, was soon enough. <laughs> Goodwin was playing over there. So we were doing the basic, like Goodwin, like all that kind of stuff, yeah. but he was a really good sport with it. And he actually was like playing along. Like we would say Goodwin, he'd be like, he would like kind of egg us on. That's cool. So it was cool. You know, like he seemed it's, it's spring training. Yeah, it's not serious. Yeah, let's yeah, have, yeah, let's have even, fun.
0: Even during the year, let's face it, short of a playoff game, like if it's not disrupting you, like no, it's good. No, when, you know what it
1: is, too? Like, no one's malicious. No one's saying, nah. go F yourself. You know nah. what I mean? We're, we're hanging out drinking rum. I don't drink rum, by the way. I was a beer guy, but yeah. uh, I didn't contribute to the 350 plus rum buckets, but. Um, yeah, we're just out there having a good time. So uh, shout out to any player on any other team that, that enjoys what we're doing. So I think the best was Jock Peterson. Jock was the best. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Very cool. Really good very sport. Cool. Um, yeah, very – oh, you know who else was cool? Um, Kiki Hernandez. Even during the playoffs in 2015, we would chant, like, your name's Kiki, and he was kind of, like, highing his head. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, that's cool. I, I like that. I think that was the playoffs here that might have been last year, but whatever. Anyway, we'll move on. This one, okay. We get It's the Modern World. And everybody takes selfies. No one's above it. I'm not above it. Mr. Mean in I've here is not like above it. I've taken three of my life. He, but he's still not above it. I posted
1: one today, actually. So, yeah, so there you four, go. Four. All right. I've taken four.
0: So there are people that go a little above and beyond the call of selfie duty here, let's say. And there is one person who has gotten the art of asking for a selfie down to a science. Dude. All right. This is for the king or queen of Port St. Lucie. And it is a king this year. The king of Port St. Lucie selfies is for twenty seventeen.
1: I don't even think I have to drum all this. I don't I everybody, know, everybody, everybody knows. knows.
0: Anthony Furia. Bingo.
1: Dude, I cut him da- I cut him off. <laughs> I was like, Furia, one a day. That's it. Cause like I'd be in the middle of a conversation, like, oh Darren, quick selfie. I'm like, dude, we just took one <laughs> like three minutes ago. What do you do with all these photos?
0: We're yeah, thinking, you think you're running out of space on your phone, dude?
1: This guy's time hop must be nuts. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday at at twelve ten at Shake Shack, I took a selfie. No, dude,
1: it's me. like uh, March eleventh, two thousand eighteen. You took five hundred and ninety nine selfies last spring training in Port St. Lucie. So, Fury, you
0: got to cut it back, man. One a day. One a day, man. It's got to be a yeah. one a day thing. You got you got to just trim, trim them.
1: Yeah, so. Uh, uh, Media and just said he needs an intervention, a selfie intervention. Consist, you gotta consider this: him, you got to sit him down,
0: like Anthony. Like we love you,
1: well, we here, do. Like we're not talking shit. Like we're, we're here to support. I'm talking shit on your selfie taking yeah. abilities, but as a person, he's awesome. He's, hey, good you dude. know, when you, if you're at a Rangers game or a Knicks game and he's there working, like yeah. I went on the court, next yeah. to him. You know, not to totally shit on Furia, but the selfies, man, you got to
0: tone it down. Furya, when when the Islanders beat the Rangers in a playoff series again, I want to get on Center Ice and MSG and lay down like Syndergaard. <laughs> anyway uh all right so oh and the hashtags he's got like 35 hashtags i like a good creative hashtag though yeah i guess mm, you're sorting things we love you people. Furia, but we do the selfies man we do we know your social game but uh but you know now you're the king so you could be dethroned next year and i hope
1: all these people are going to add uh um, yeah to their bio their twitter bio i would orange and blue thing award winner 2017 i would
0: hope so so listen there's love in the air There was a seven-line, at least one seven-line hookup. Dude,
1: one. There was, like, you should have seen at the mixer.
0: Well, I'm old and married, so, like, one sounds like a lot to me.
1: You know what it is? And I also go... I went to bed at, like, 9.30 every night except for Saturday, so (laughs) I missed, like,
0: everything. Like... People hooked up. So you're getting your coffee, and people are doing the walk of shame. It's like, I feel refreshed. That's a nice thing about that. Dude, but
1: there. at the mixer, you should have seen. I was like looking a couple lanes over. At people I don't even know, but I know that they definitely didn't know each other either. Yeah. And um, we can't really shout them out because I don't even know their name. So uh, shout out to those guys on lane 29 or so. Oh, 29. <laughs> Maybe love is in the air. Be invited to another wedding next year. But I hear,
0: there's a, I hear there was a, a, a name brand hookup. There, yeah. You know what it is?
1: The only reason we announced that this was going to be an award just to get people nervous. Just to make you sweat a little But bit. we're not going to shout. <laughs> we're not going to say we don't. We don't we're kiss not and tell that. here on Orange and Blue things. No. So.
0: no. But we're watching. Moving right along. We're always watching. We know. All right. Finally, this is our last award of the evening. Our MVP of the trip. Now, listen, there's no real criteria here. Um, you know it when you see it. Just like when you go out and somebody gets up on the bar or gets on the mechanical bull or does something crazy to the group of girls next to you or decides that she's going to tell this guy off over here. Whatever. Something happens. You know the MVP of the night when you see him or her. And I think that you should say why this guy is the MVP before you name him because um, you have a lot of good reasons, and you were there to see it firsthand.
1: I think it's a no-brainer, man. Um, When this whole thing started, it started because we we love the Mets, and we like having fun, and we want to embrace that and bring people in. And this guy does that every single day. Yes, he does. When when I see people like talking shit on the 7-line, he like jumps in like, listen, what? let me just try to diffuse the situation and explain mm-hmm. to you why I think it's fun and you should come sit with us. Someone was talking shit about how we sold out of Apple too fast. He bought an extra at City Field when they were available at the kiosk, and he dropped it off to the guy in Astoria. It's just the guy. This Goes above and beyond. And he did the same. He, is. he went the same route when we got the spring training. So the MVP is Big Mike of spring training. Always really really fun. The only thing that the only thing I gotta say was a little bit negative. When he saw Amelia at the pool, he was doing like like she was a cat. He's like Amelia, but besides that, hands down awesome. I heard
0: he was great with
1: he was he was great with the kids. He's great with with all the rookies. He's great with all the newbies. Very inviting. Oh totally. We'll be at the bar like hey what's up? What's your name? You're sitting with the seven line like come have a beer. You know totally totally cool. And uh, Big Mike goes above and beyond and like. You know, as much as we talk shit about – we don't even talk shit. We give people hard times because that's just what guys do. And yeah, it's, and it's just busting like, and chops. And we're busting chops. And yeah. like, as much as I bust his chops about whatever, he knows I love him and he's a great ambassador to the group. He is. He even really Even though is. he has to watch his mouth on Twitter because he gets himself in a lot of trouble. Yeah,
0: honestly – His Twitter persona I, and his in-person com, persona is completely be, different. Couldn't be di- more different. So like Kelly, I, my wife, who's yeah.
1: upstairs probably watching this live – um, She's always like, Mike is the best. I'm like, Mike is the best. We have to understand he, yeah, he says a lot of messed up stuff on the internet.
0: You have to well, – what I want to say quickly is that we, we talk about this sometimes. Like I, Mike actually and I politically could not be more different.
1: But you shouldn't mix like, politics. That's and, the and, whole and thing. It has
0: nothing to do with like how you get along with somebody and all that stuff. Like, if anything, in this in this climate, we should just be like accepting of others' v- views and just like and move on. There's too much nonsense out there. So it's just funny because him and I actually did talk about serious things at QBC all the time, and we like had a really good exchange. Like, this is just the kind of guy he is. So. Big Mike, man, I love you. Darren loves you. MVP, put it in the Twitter profile. Enjoy yourself the rest of your time in Florida.
1: So I do have to show one thing before we move on.
0: Yeah, and, and we should – before I we... showed you the clip, and it's, it's horrifying because
1: you're like, why is he trying to do a slip and slide with no slip and, slip and slide? Yeah. So
0: <laughs> – I thought it was a slip and slide. No. I thought
1: that, like, it moved or something like that.
0: All right, so we were
1: trying to uh, capture Big Mike do a belly flop into the pool, um, and he came up a little short.
0: <laughs> see, this whole time I'm thinking maybe it's a slip and slide there, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's just a
1: trip. Dude, I, you could see me coming in on the corner here with my hands up like, holy shit, he's dead. <laughs> um Mike didn't intend to do that. He was trying to get a running start and he slipped and almost bashed his freaking front oh, teeth on the side God. of the pool coping there. But it luckily just, he was okay. So he's a he's a he's a man
0: among men, ladies and gentlemen. Uh yeah, it's yeah. me and Kevin over there like being like a dude, are you all right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now listen, before we wrap up our award show here. Obviously this is an incredible outing with a ton of fun and I know myself I need to get down my ass down there next year but uh, to experience all the fantastic moments but like the great circle of life with every smile there is some heartbreak and uh this past weekend we lost something very near and dear to our hearts um it started all the way back in September of 2012 and When we look back on it, I guess we can call time of death the wild card game, you know, um, in 2016 is when it officially lost its life. Uh, The official cause of death, the grown man's birthday party. (laughs) So we here at Orange and Blue Thing would like to pause and honor the memory of the dearly departed streak. We will miss you. We will miss you streak. We will miss you, Mr. General. You will be back and you will be born anew on opening day. But for the time being, dude, it's over. I was hoping I would never see the day where we would lose the general streak. It's nice to see your in memoriam uh, thing while you're still alive. (laughs) Yeah, Andrew didn't die, (laughs) but uh, his streak is dead. So
1: I was hoping to never see this day. But this streak is over. It's, this it, is the it has guy. I just like, you want to talk to someone? Like, people would hit me up for interviews or whatever. Like, you want to talk to someone? Go to Andrew. He's never missed an outing. He's at every game. He would never miss an outing for anything. And his friend had like a thirty-one year, thirty-first year Wait, old birthday party. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought this was the guy's thirtieth birthday party. The whole time, I don't think time. it was
1: thirty. I think it was like a thirty-first birthday. They had like pizza and went and drove uh, go karts or something. So, um, I told Andrew in, in a text last night. I said, "Listen, dude." You might want to watch the show tomorrow night, but it's going to be the last time we talk about this. We're going to let it die after tonight, but you might want to
0: watch the show. <laughs> I will say, uh, Andrew, that's, this was all my idea. and I'm really, <laughs> so I I texted Darren at like 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, dude, we should do it during a the snowstorm. <laughs> yeah, we should, we um, should do on, this. What was that, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday morning,
1: he's like, dude, I think we should do an in memoriam. And by like... 30 minutes later, (laughs) it was done. done. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, dude, the streak is over. Hopefully you start a new one opening day. Uh, It was a good run. He's been to more outings than I have. So it's like not that, you know, it matters that he missed one game because life happens. Sometimes it gets in the way. But he has ultimate FOMO. So, like, when things were going great down in spring training and, like, he wanted to be there and we were, like, posting photos, he's just kicking himself. Like, God damn it. I wish I was there. So shout out, Andrew. We love you. Um, hopefully you're taking this with uh taking it in stride.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to our voice memos, uh, as you guys know, as Darren cues him up here. Hey, it's three sixteen say, so uh three sixteen days. so drink a beer for the working man. Aren't you I'm supposed gonna... to do like a something? Uh well you wanted me. You it's like smash. You wanted me to do the together? beer bashing thing. That would've been cool. Drink a beer, put,
1: what? Put a put a uh put something down there on the floor. Drink another beer, what? All right, but uh, yeah, so we're gonna get through our voicemails. We do this every week, and you know what? We've been getting like an ungodly amount of voicemails from uh, Rally Man, so we, no. we don't want to make it like the Rally Man show. We love Rally Man; his his questions are great. He's very well spoken, but we are trying to mix it up a little bit. So we are going to get to a Rally Man question here, but we are going to get to some others first. So here we go. Hi guys, it's Stacy from Westchester. Love the show and can't wait to go to my first seven-line game this summer. I was just wondering, of the players you guys met, was there anybody who surprised you when you met them in person? Thanks. Okay. So you want to take that one first?
0: I have one quick um, – well, she didn't say it's like surprising a good yeah, way or a good or good bad, way, or bad way. way. Well, I'll do one of each. Um Daniel Murphy surprised me in a very good way. Um, when I was when I was covering the team, I, he was going through like a hamstring thing or something. I was like, hey Murph, how you feeling? And he's like, Good, good man. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate you asking. And like that's you don't usually get that from guys, especially when you're considered media. So it was cool. He was really polite and a really good guy. And it, it took me genuine. Back. Yeah. Really a genuine like thanks for asking about my well being. Um, I'll call I'll call this guy out, and he's a legend, and he's one of my favorite players of all time. And it, he wasn't a net at the time. He was very young, so I don't never hold it against him. But in spring training in nineteen ninety six when he was with the Dodgers, Mike Piazza blew me off a little bit. You and know what it is? People
1: take things to heart. And You
0: know what? Like was uh, let me I just was going to talk about this before. But um, it it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Let me explain the situation, and it's not that big of a deal. We were they were going to on a road trip. We were at Vero Beach, we were at Dodger Town, and they were getting on the bus. And there were like three people. Like it was like me, my dad, my grandfather, another kid, and that was it. And I was like, and Mike, I'm sh- I was shy. I was always a shy kid, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, to Mike Piatta. it's Mike Piatta, and my grandfather's like, hey, Mike, can you just can you sign real quick? And he's like. I'll catch you later, guys. Well, like, that's the only day I'm in town, you know? Right, right, right. Brett Butler, who was the center fielder for the Dodgers, he had a stint with the Mets, I guess, saw it happen and he got off the bus, came over, signed for us. My dad got to hold his coffee. That's like my dad's big claim to fame, <laughs> like, he held Brett Butler's coffee. And, um, So that was kind of like a good experience, but I I always like, I'll always bring that up because like all was forgiven once he was a Met and all that stuff. And it's not a big deal. He was young and like, you know how that is. He's a star player. He's getting on a bus to go like somewhere. So, you know, they don't want to be doing that anyway. Don't hold it against you, Mike at all. At all, but that was my—that's the only negative that popped into my head,
1: dude. You know, uh, I think I texted you about this. You know, we were talking about access earlier with like the the way that the players run from field to field. But do you know um, the areas in the backfields where there's like a security guard standing there and there's like maybe like a rope? Mm-hmm. So Amelia was playing around the baby. And she ran through the opening of that, mm-hmm. and Kelly didn't know that that wasn't an area where you weren't supposed to go. All so right. he's like, "Hey, hey, get the baby!" So we're like, "All right, you know, we're running after her to pick her up," and it would just so happen to be at the exact moment when the guys were switching fields. Uh, so uh, Tom Gorzolani saw the baby, and he walks over with the ball and like hands it to her. Oh, that's cool. So like I was, I was like, "Wow, that's really awesome." She's not gonna remember that, but that's the kind of thing where like such a little thing can mean so much to to fans. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you meet someone and, it, and it's a good experience and you're a fan for life. So yeah. I've mentioned him numerous times now on the show, it's our 12th episode, but John Roush mm-hmm. totally surprised me as far as how cool he was. I don't know if I touched on it, but like he wasn't playing one game in uh, DC and he had, it, I guess the rooms are already booked. Did I already talk about this? He told show? me off the air. I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but um, he gave me his room in DC. That's so cool. So like this was years before, you know, the the license happened. The seven line wasn't really even established yet. He just became like a a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I, no one's ever really surprised me in a bad way. I've actually heard players talk shit about each other sometimes. (laughs) Um, which
0: is surprising because I feel like you wouldn't like, you know, throw your team in under the bus. It's ha- but like, dude, it's it's like it's it's a clubhouse. Like not everybody gets along.
1: Yeah, but like something there was a story going around and like I was talking to somebody and he's like, Oh, that happened. He's like, I'm not i I'm not surprised. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's weird when you hear players talk shit about each other, but like, you know what happens in real life, you know? You talk shit about your your coworkers probably as well. I don't talk shit about Lizzie. I don't have any other coworkers. But- <laughs> oh shit, you know what? We gotta bring this up. We started a new kid last week. Uh, yeah. And I talked about this on my Twitter feed. Right. So we hire this new kid, or we don't really hire them. We're starting them out. We give them a test for a couple of days, and you know you're not officially hired. So I get a call from Lizzie last Thursday, or a text, and she says we got to talk. So I call her from from a Tradition Field or whatever it's called right now, um, the first data field. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? We started this new kid. Yeah, she goes to the bathroom and comes back. He's wearing a brand new sweatshirt and a brand new hat. It's his first day. He goes through the boxes and takes shit out and puts it on. She's like, what do I do? Do I send him home immediately? I'm like, listen, you're there by yourself. Who knows if this guy's nuts. I don't want you to get into any kind of confrontation. Let him work out the day, and then we're not calling him back. So, dude, if you're watching this right now, you're not hired. Yeah, it's poor form. You you don't go – like, where do you do that? What, What life do you live that you go to a place on your first day and you put merch on? It's weak. It's crazy. It's weak. And you know what? I tell all these guys, like, listen, you know, a lot of places when you work at like The Gap, you get an employee discount. You get free stuff. You work for us right. at the end of each week. You work a full week. On Friday, I said, hey, you want a new hat? You want a shirt? You want a sweatshirt? Whatever. Take it. Yeah. You know, we still got to pay royalty on it, but just take it. Yeah. And, um, You know, I said that to this guy. I I met him before I went down to spring training, and he was starting his first day when I wasn't there. But are you kidding me? Yeah. So, yeah, he's out. Yeah. So, uh, we haven't found yet. We we started a new guy this week. I'll I'll tell you off the air. All right, cool. Um, And he's doing well so far. He's been coming in. He's going above (laughs) and beyond. He showed up his first day with ideas already for products. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Really cool. Very cool. So, yeah, moving right along. So, actually, I don't know if we answered the question good enough, but um, John Roush for me, Daniel Murphy for you. Yeah.
0: Greetings, Darren, Brian, Lizzie, Sevenliners, and all MET fans. This is Rally Man from Section 515. Uh, guys, uh, what was your best um, game experience live? Uh, for me, uh, it was definitely from last year, the uh, Curtis Granderson uh, walk-off uh, home run and uh, extras when he when he hit two home runs, basically. Um, that was awesome. It was my first walk-off that I experienced. Um,
1: so, what is it, guys? This is your Rally Man.
0: Our rally man, yeah, our our dude, our whack pack member. He must not go to that
1: many games. So that was his first walk off. Maybe he's younger. You know, you never know. I've I never met Rally Man, but no. he's he's been hitting us with the questions every week, and his yeah. his sound quality is great, and um, he's a good person. Whatever. So my best game is really hard to narrow that down. Uh, top
0: two. Let's do top two.
1: How about this? Top three. First, the How first th- ever army outing game. I can't leave that okay. out because okay. that just changed the freaking game of what we do every day. All right. So first outing game. The no hitter, I was mm-hmm. there for that. Yeah, and Bartolo's home run. Okay, cool. how would you,
0: you know, that's top three right there. All right, I'll do. Uh, I'll do my top regular season game, which I'm gonna have to go with 2005 at Shea Stadium. It was against the Angels. Um, if some of you guys remember this. Uh, Marlon Anderson tied the game in the bottom of the ninth, I believe, with an inside the park home run off K Rod, I'm pretty sure. Uh and that was crazy, but even crazier, I think the Angels took the lead in the top of the tenth, uh, maybe even down by I think the Mets were maybe down by two, and Cliff Floyd came up with a with two outs and uh two guys on and he hit a walk off three run homer. One of the best regular season games I've ever been to. It was totally cool. My favorite game, I would have to say, uh, my first World Series experience, which was game four, even though it ended terribly in 2015. It was surreal to be there during the World Series. But my favorite game of all time will always be game three of the 2000 NLDS. Benny Agbayani's walk-off, um, absolutely unbelievable in the 13th inning, I believe, off Aaron Fultz. Um, and that gave the Mets a 2-1 division series lead. They'd They'd cap it off uh, on Bobby Jones' one-hitter the next night. You got the memory of a freaking sponge, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do what
1: I can. Do what I All can. All
0: right, so one more. Hi, it's Katie from Queens, and I was just wondering, if you could party with any Mets player, past or present, who would it be and why?
1: Interesting. That's a tough one, and shout-out to Katie Daza. Yeah. She sent that in, our girl Katie. Um, That's tough. Current player, I would say. Well, it depends. I'm I'm married, so okay. I'm in bed by like nine o'clock. Right. But uh, a single Darren probably would have wanted to hang out with like Syndergaard, okay. um, you know, a guy who doesn't seem too attached to any one female at the current moment. And going out with a guy like that must be pretty fun. Everyone knows who Syndergaard is. Yeah. Syndergaard is. You go to a bar, you're probably getting some some uh, nice attention. Yes, and it's going to be a good night probably. So um, I would probably say Syndergaard or basically.
0: Met, even though I've never done drugs in my life, um, that would have been fun. And you played me this question before we went on the air. I did. And I still don't. Shit. Anybody, uh, who are you on a party dude, with? Dude, I really, it's, it's hard. Uh, Tug McGraw. All right, there I don't you know, he, he had to have been fun, and he lived through the 70s. Tugger, dude, I'm sure Tugger would have been fun. It's
1: very easy, just record it on your phone and email it to us at info at uh, You might make the show, and then, Rally Man does every week, So yeah. and he also has a theme song
0: now. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. It's, like, an, a,
1: it's like a minute and a half, so we're not going to play it on the show, breaking news of the week this is a fucking thing <laughs> city field We'll be hosting the Winter Classic in 2018. For those that don't know what the Winter Classic is, it is an outdoor hockey event. And the Rangers are going to be playing against the Bruins. The Sabres. Sabres. It might as well. Shows how much I know.
0: It could be be fucking anybody and it would still be stupid because it's not the Islanders. (laughs) This is the dumbest thing the NHL has ever done. It's the dumbest thing in the world. The Islanders... Played on Long Island for 43 years. They play in Brooklyn, which is still on Long Island. They play 10 minutes from the stadium and might move two steps from the stadium. And you're not going to take the opportunity to showcase the best rivalry in the NHL and maybe in all sports. Instead, so we can get the vaunted Buffalo Sabres out here with freaking Jack Eichel and Kyle Oposo and nobody giving a damn because of the fucking Buffalo Sabres is it their home game too <laughs> yeah because the Rangers <laughs> can't play a home game that's not an MSG and somebody some Rangers fan told me oh the Rangers can't play a home game in MSG that's why it's the Sabres what why can't the Islanders be the home team there's no reason the why? only reason that we picked this is so Brian could get all it's the- so <laughs> It's so stupid. It is the stupidest thing ever. Gary Bettman, NBC, NBC Universal, NBC Sports. Fuck you. (laughs) You're stupid. You're. Moronic and honestly, it might be the one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen. I hope this game does a zero point zero 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 five rating. Just like Rangers fans that aren't there maybe like go all to one bar in like congregate in Manhattan and just put one T V on. And that's the only fucking person who watched it. So, so are so you, stupid? So you're not excited about no, it? No, I'm not excited <laughs> about it. Uh, so are you gonna go? No, I would have gone if it was the Islanders. This would have been amazing. This would have been amazing. Look, I'm so mad these stupid earbuds are falling out. It would have been amazing to to showcase. You have to understand about it. I was races. saying this
1: to you yesterday, though, before you got all bent out of shape. Is it's there any way that change. this changes? It's
0: not going to change because it's already leaked, which means it's already final. So, like, the thing about it is, is that... <laughs> why it's so stupid is that like Rangers Islanders respect to the Rangers okay and the Rangers fans because they're passionate and they're an original six team and as much as I dislike them from a rivalry perspective they're obviously a national draw right but the Rangers and the Islanders rivalry and I think Rangers fans would agree with me is so special it is honestly one of the 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 greatest things in sports because it's on an honest hatred between two teams that also at the end of the day, respect the fact that, you know, whatever they're both professional teams and they're both passionate fan bases or whatever. It's such a great opportunity to put the whole city on, 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 It would be fun. It would have been great. It would have been amazing. And Mets fans, there are a lot of Mets fans who are Islanders fans. There's a ton of overlap there. It's such a missed opportunity. It's so blown. I know Sabres fans kept telling me that, oh, they got one of the highest regional ratings. That doesn't mean anything. It just means that a lot of people in Buffalo watch hockey as opposed to like, Friends reruns, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're a national television draw because your regional sports network draws a lot of people. It just means that a lot of people in Buffalo have nothing else to do besides like, I don't know, like play in snow and watch Sabres hockey. So that's why you guys do well in the regional ratings.
1: As it's- far as an orange and blue thing, though, is concerned that it's at City Field, it would, have been, it would be cool if we did an outing for this. Um, and it
0: would have been cooler if it was a Rangers versus Islanders. Because probably, it would have it would have spanned mo- almost all the group. Who do you think sells the tickets for this City Field? I would assume that the Ranger that Ranger season ticket holders will probably get an opportunity to buy some, like they did with the Stadium Series. So like, I mean,
1: the, the size of MSG compared to City Field is you know ridiculous in, in, in comparison. Yeah,
0: so that's why like they have plenty of tickets to go around. So they have to give tickets to the league, give tickets to players. But then like on top of that, like I was an Islander season. So ticket. what's an
1: arena like twenty thousand? Yes,
0: MSG's capacity for hockey, I believe, is just under twenty thousand, or just over forty plus. And the Islanders is like fifteen and change. So at Barclays Center, so. So yeah, it's, it's going to be fine, and like, I was a season ticket holder for the Islanders when they played the stadium series against the Rangers Yankee Stadium, so we had an opportunity to, to do that, and you always have the opportunity to buy them, so season ticket holders will have opportunities, I'm sure, plan holders, and tickets won't be hard to come by, and they definitely won't be hard to come by because the Sabres are going to be there. I mean, <laughs> I know everybody will be rushing to see the Buffalo Sabres, and they're <laughs> successful franchise. Anyway, whatever, this was only there so you could see me get really, really angry yeah.
1: An honorable mention: Breaking news actually came out today because tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. The um, St. Lucie Mets are giving out these really cool green compression sleeves with the Irish Mister Met on there. So if you're watching this, if you're listening to this afterwards. Maybe St. Patrick's Day already happened, but if you're the first, I don't know how many thousand, couple thousand people that show up to the ballpark tomorrow, you're going to get one of these things. But this was the the logo of Mr. Met from the hat, the newer hat, a few years ago. Do you remember
0: that? I do, yeah. Did that, you get one? I didn't. I wish I did because its I love that. I love that logo. I know some people hate it, but I, I like it. I don't it. understand why. What's I don't know the if, they, if they
1: don't like it more because... It's making Mr. Met look like a leprechaun, or they just don't think that you should mess with Mr. Met's
0: likeness. I have no idea. But what would be the issue of making Mr. Met look like a leprechaun? I
1: have no idea. I I have the hat. I have it upstairs. It doesn't
0: fit anymore with this freaking hair. But I don't see. I don't see what the issue would be. Me neither. But uh, it if, looks... if
1: you get one tomorrow and you don't want one, you want to send yeah, them... send it to Actually, us. Actually,
0: if you get two tomorrow and you don't want them, send them our yeah. way. So we, I would love it. I would think it'd be fun to wear on St. Patrick's Day. I think
1: so, too. So we're going to move right along to our closing segment of each show, which is basically a Facebook Q&A. We've been getting a decent amount of traction in the comment section during our live shows like – Almost a 1,000 comments during the show, which is really cool. And we like to see you guys interact with each other. But if you have any questions for us specifically and you didn't want to send a voice memo, memo fire away right now. Brian and I will do our best to answer them, and then we're going to close the show for the night. Yeah. In the meantime, we're going to cheers and have a sip of these beers.
0: Yes. How is that, by the way, that I brought? We're it's, not going to say what it is, but how is really it? It's really good. And yeah? and I, I didn't
1: know before going live that it was like 7%, and I've had a few of them already in yeah, the, well, in the I'm past a, hour. That's all right.
0: You're not going anywhere. I have to drive home. Yeah, That's why I'm, for, I'm drinking the... You know
1: Getting dark now, but I'm gonna watch a Knicks maybe when we turn this. Yeah, thing somebody
0: off. just said the Islanders scored a goal, so I'm happy about that. Knicks which... and Nets are playing tonight. Yeah, the Nets, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the Nets go across town rivalry renewed, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm a um, Nets fan
1: and I don't even care. Chris Duel wants to know if there's a dress code for Saturday's party at Mulcahy's. There isn't a dress code. Um, oh, is Duel bringing his uh, lady? I'm not sure. The lovey-dovey? i I'm, I'm not lovey-dovey? sure if he's coming solo, but um, Duel. You Comment. can basically, basically wear whatever you want to Mulcahy's on Saturday night. I think sometimes they have a hat policy, but it's out the window this night. But they said anyone could wear a hat as long as it's not a Yankees or a Nationals hat. Did they really say that? Yeah, they answered the email. That's awesome. <laughs> so I posted the screenshot on on uh, our Facebook page. But yeah, Saturday night's going to be fun. I'm not exactly sure how many pre-sale tickets they've sold yet, but the place holds uh, 850. They haven't sold okay. out yet. If you want to come, Saturday night, Sports Illustrated documentary on the 7-Line Army. It's called uh, Loyal to the Last Out. Doors open at 5. Open bars from 6 to 9. The film's going to go on at 8. And then afterwards, there's a cover band. What's the band again? Zac Brown or? Zach Brown? It's a Brown band. Brown band, cover, cover band. band. And you don't have to like leave and pay a cover again. You can stay all night. Uh, very conveniently located right in Wantaw, across the street from the Long Island Railroad Station. And... Um, it's gonna be a really fun time. You also can like roll the dice and hope that it doesn't sell out and just show up and pay at the door as well. Uh, Forty bucks
0: gets you in, and it's gonna be a really fun time. Now uh, Saturday. Doesn't he have something to do with motels, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, everyone's once I think he does. I think he no, but I
1: think he has like a a,
0: a piece of it. Does I mean, he? I that he wouldn't surprise a... me. Now uh, snow. There's supposed to be a uh, snow one. Is there really? Yeah, maybe. No, nah, don't worry about it. Maybe, maybe. Don't uh, worry about it. We're if, gonna be good. If if there's snow, we'll, uh, I'll get my snow blowout, huh? <laughs> All right. um, Yeah. All right. All right. So she uh, we- wants to know. She wants to oh, know uh, if you're concerned with Harvey's velocity slash command.
1: That's actually a pretty good question from Shoe. He, he wants to ask like weird yeah, shit. I know, you know? I know for Shoe to ask like a serious question about pitching. No, I'm not too concerned. I mean, um, he's got to build his strength up again. He had a freaking rib removed less than a year ago, and obviously you're not going to bounce back immediately. I take spring training results with a grain of salt. Yep. Um, obviously, these guys are just getting into, into their season form. And uh, I don't take, like, if you have a high RA in spring training, it's, it doesn't really mean much to me. Let's see what happens after April 3rd. But um, I know he's only thrown like, 92, 93 right now. Him, uh, him and Wheeler have been getting pretty knocked around. Wheeler wasn't doing that great today. But who knows? We'll see what happens. The good part about – not the good part, but the um, – the uh, the fact of the matter is that we have good depth mm-hmm. within the pitching, uh, within the arms. So I'm not as concerned as I would be in years past. Yeah,
0: you know, but I, it is I'm not. It is. I'm not worried about it yet. I'll be worried if he's only topping out at 91 in June. But I mean, oh, to, yeah. to to get alarmist about it in March, I I think is a waste of time. Um, Bob Buhai wants to know, um, what would you suggest? What time would you suggest for opening day? To get to the tailgate we get there super early yeah like i gotta find out
1: what time the gate opens yeah it's usually like three or four hours before first pitch um i we live in suffolk so i'm probably gonna i i you know what it is like opening day is like christmas for me yeah little kids that can't sleep on christmas i can't sleep on so the second like my eyes open at like six whatever i'm probably gonna pack the car and start driving to queen's but uh earlier the better and you know what it is with the tailgate parties as well Uh, bring something. Don't just show up and start rummaging through people's coolers. Um, you know, it isn't a, it isn't a free for all. It's definitely BYO as far as the food and the drinks are concerned. Uh, I'm, as we get closer to opening day, I'm sure we'll post about it, but it's going to be a fun time. The more the merrier. You don't have to be sitting with us to come to the tailgate party either. People think that you like need to show something when you get there. Uh Uh-huh. Just park close by and hang out.
0: One guy, John Bartolomeo says he's asking about tickets for seven lines. He's a new dad and he's broke. He wants to raise the kids. Right. John, what I'm going to tell you is um, if you check out the forum, like a lot of times when people really can't unload their tickets, which we have a a screenshot up right now, when people can't unload their tickets, sometimes people will cut you really, really good deals like day a game. So keep tuned to that. If you want to do that and bring the, bring the kid and want to raise him right. And all that stuff. Um, so, yeah. It's free I, to join. It's free to join the forum. Just go on, check I Can't Make a Game uh, thread and check that out because there will be people. I know. There I are have face value games for up for sale for I had, every I had, game. I had one game last year I ate because I couldn't go and my buddy I couldn't go and no one could go. And I'm just like, I have tickets and no one wants them and that's the deal. So All
1: we ask is to keep them off StubHub. Hub. It happened this week also and... Uh, we squashed that really quick, but the reason why we want them off StubHub isn't because we're we're trying to take money out of your pockets. You know, people want to flip tickets and make money. That's not the, that's not what it's about. We're trying to keep people that aren't into our style of cheering and especially our fans of the Mets out of the section. So yep. if, a couple of years ago. The World Series, we had Royals fans in the section. And that only happened because people unloaded their tickets on StubHub. And when you buy tickets on StubHub, you don't know where they're for as far as like you don't know that this is like a Mets supporter section. So keep the tickets off StubHub. Use the form. And um, keep them in the family. That's all we ask. It's just, just trying to keep the unity intact and, and just keep them off step up.
0: Doug Miller wants to know where the tailgate parties are held. They're held um, at the, in the MTA lot?
1: Yeah, it's across the street from the Home Run Apple, directly across from the Jackie Robinson Rotunda on the opposite side of Roosevelt Avenue. And we usually post a blog a couple days before with like yep. a map, so you're like you can't miss it.
0: Yeah, you really can. It's uh, it's where the lot I actually went always park in anyway, so it's perfect. Um, Brew wants to know: if, Are we going to do opening day awards?
1: Nah, it's going to be a spring training spring thing. training thing. What this guy's he's he,
0: he wants to ra- he wants to rack up the hardware. That's Brew what is it thirsty. is. has got two two awards
1: tonight. He's, he's going to write two times two time winner of Orange and Blue Thing Awards in his Twitter bio tonight, and then he's going to want to add opening day awards as well. But
0: That's it. Um, F. Scott Field wants to know a few things for me quickly. Uh, these are kind of a little off topic. Are the Islanders going to make the playoffs? I'm going to go on a limb and say yes. And he wants to know, DDP Yoga, is it for real? I'll I'll plug this for free. DDP yoga is for free, real. Free free plug. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give this a free plug because <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page is a is a wrestler and he was actually on Shark Tank. You can look it up. Oh, I saw that episode. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the real deal. So if you ever want to try it, um, it's really low impact. It's great for people that's just starting to work out. Uh, It's a kind of a combination of plyometrics and and, and calisthenics and yoga and all that stuff. It's really good. I do it um, on my off days at the gym, and it's fantastic. So I would definitely check it out.
1: Before we leave, I've got to give a shout-out to the St. Lucie Mets for a couple of really cool things. Besides letting us into the ballpark early, when we walked in on last Saturday, the scoreboard had our logo on it. Very cool. Which was awesome. So they left it up there for like an hour and a half. Uh, while like the players were warming up and practicing and all that. And then later on during the game, the actual question of the day, like the trivia question of the day... Was uh, what year was the Seven Line Army started? There was a four options there, and, and they and the, you know they asked someone for the question in this. Can section. I ask so you what would be really the right? Cool.
0: What would be the right answer? Because technically, the army, the army started in 2012. in twelve, right? The, so that's the, what it was. The Seven Line started in two thousand nine, right?
1: But okay. the it, the question was what year did the army start? and the guy got it right. So shout out to St. Lucie Mets. I had no idea that any of that was going to happen until yeah. the game was going on. So yeah. really cool. Very very really cool. Cool. cool of them. So thank you guys. Episode twelve. In the books. In the books. We're getting close to opening day. April third is right around the corner. Yeah,
0: less than three weeks.
1: And we're back on our regular, regularly scheduled Thursday night. So next Thursday night, six p.m. here on Facebook. If you're listening to us afterwards on SoundCloud and iTunes, thank you so much. Definitely leave us a rating and subscribe, and and uh, stay tuned for more to come. We're glad we started this early in the in the off to hammer out all the hammer out all the kinks and get ready for opening day. And there's a lot more beers to be drank and more Mets baseball to be talked That's
0: about. That's it. And find a rhythm before the actual, the actual show gets started. Be actually before Mets baseball gets started, because we've got a lot of baseball to talk about. So let's finish these beers yep. and get out of here for Darren meaning. I'm Brian Ernie. Thanks for hanging out with us this Thursday.
1: If I didn't care about, about my if I didn't care about my carpet, I'd pour a little out for the Indart um, in yeah. memoriam. But anyway, we're going to let that die. Respect Shout out to street. all you guys. Thank you for watching. See you guys next week.